I would like to welcome back my listener to WTF Politics and Other Stuff Too. My name is Vic, and today I'm going to talk about the removal of Representative Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee, Democrats and Liberals' endless obsession with Donald Trump, and the now infamous Representative George Santos. Well, Thursday, Representative Omar was voted off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. This comes after Representatives Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell were removed from the House Intelligence Committees. This vote to remove her is for anti-Semitic comments, among other things, she has made as a member of Congress. Of course, this kicked off a firestorm of criticism from Democrats. Of course, watching all the antics, my favorite has to be watching AOC with in all her glory, uh, she was up there before the vote, giving her shtick, claiming this was nothing more than, quote, incitement of violence against women of color in this body, end quote. I mean, if you watch the video of AOC, I'm sorry to say it is, actually, I'm not sorry to say, it's comical. She seems to be bouncing up and down like she's giving a sermon, you know, about the Almighty himself. But, you know, what did Democrats expect you know, they set the precedence. I mean, two years ago, Representative Tom Cole, who chairs the committee that passed Tuesday night's resolution to boot Omar from the foreign, from foreign affairs, told reporters that Democrats were warned two years ago, quote, if you do this, there will be consequences. You're not going to deny our members committees and kick Kevin McCarthy appointees off things like the January 6th committee while you put their political equivalents in there and think there's not going to be consequences with these major changes, end quote. And in case you were living under a rock, uh, was it two years ago or just after, you know, uh, representatives took office and got committees, Democrats voted Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from committee assignments for her social media posts that she made before she was elected. Representative Greene's Posted about far right conspiracy theories, including, you know, including questioning whether, you know, deadly school shootings had been staged and whether a plane really hit the Pentagon on 9-11. You know, she was a supporter of the, you know, QAnon or how the hell you say it, conspiracy theories, uh, shared videos with anti-Semitic and anti-Muslim sentiment and expressed support for violence against Democratic leaders in Congress. Was this the smartest thing to do? Well, no, I'm not defending her by any means. But then again, she made these postings before she elected. Did it warrant removing her from committee assignments? I mean, who knows? To me, it sounded all political. Representative Omar made repeated anti-Semitic remarks while she was in her elected office, officially representing the United States and the people of Minnesota. Some of her comments included saying, we have seen Unthinkable atrocities committed by the U.S., Hamas, Israel, Afghanistan, and the Taliban. In other words, comparing the U.S. to, you know, the Hamas terrorist organization and the Taliban. Uh, She tweeted that the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee was paying American politicians to support Israel. Okay, where was the proof? Just sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. 
another quote is, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel, end quote. Okay, the one that really got the entire country up in a firestorm was the one statement that I can't believe she actually said it and really didn't believe she said it until I watched the video and heard the words coming out of her mouth. Take a listen. Here's the truth. Far too long, we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen. And frankly, I'm tired of it. And every single Muslim in this country should be tired of it. CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. She really said CAR was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something. Really? Some people did something? <laughs> Unbelievable. Representative Omar tried to defend her comments, but people just weren't having it. Families of 9-11 victims you know, just laid into her, and rightfully so. Personally, I think she should have been censured at a minimum, but of course that wasn't going to happen since Democrats controlled the Congress at the time. I mean, the woman's really out there. I mean, you shouldn't be saying these things, especially you know if you're a member of Congress and on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and you have to work on issues you know, that deal with Israel or issues that may support Israel. I mean, Democrats started this precedent, you know, two years ago, two years ago when they booted Rep Representative Green off her committee. I mean, were they so arrogant to think that this might come back, you know, this wouldn't come back to bite them in the ass? I mean, probably so. I mean, honestly, I mean, I hope Democrats and Republicans alike can just, you know, please put this behind you, move on. What's done is done because Revenge is a dangerous game, and if they keep going back and forth with this, we'll see even less get done with this country than, you know, than's already being done, or should I say, not done. Okay, I'm going to move on from that, and we're going to move into talking about the Trump obsession that has continued with liberals, Democrats, and media, social media. I mean, I just don't get what Democrats and liberals' obsession with getting Donald Trump is. If you look at the news, you'll find at least a few stories of how Trump is about to be indicted or someone's coming for him just about every day. I mean, are they really that afraid of him? Look at social media like Twitter. All you see is glee at the prospect of Trump getting indicted. You also see how Democrats call his magna base racist, white supremacist, bigots, and generally deplorable people. I mean, here we are, two years since he left office, and they just can't let go. And neither can the media. But then again, I guess if you have this, you know, run type, you know, I can really talk. If you run stories like this about Trump, it gets those clicks and advertising dollars rolling in. So, I mean, I guess I can see the media's perspective since they really don't report the, the news much anymore. They're just doing it for the money. Uh, take, for instance, MSNBC's Joy Reid. 
She rages against Trump, Trump just about any time she can, attacks his supporters as white supremacists, but then again, she calls anything and everything about white supremacy or white privilege, which in turn fires up the social media platforms, namely Twitter. There's a, about a dozen or so liberals that have something negative to say about Trump several times a day on the social media. I mean, it really borders on obsessive-compulsive disorder with Trump. I mean, the usual tweets are about, you know, quote, here's one. When is the DOJ finally going to indict Trump? Another one. When is Donald Trump finally going to be arrested? Uh, when Donald Trump is finally arrested, will you, A, protest, B, party in the streets? I mean, I mean, really. Move on, people. You know, there's much more things to talk about than Donald Trump. Then, of course, there's the Hollywood elite. One in particular. I guess since he's not really acting anymore, he dedicates his time to tweeting hatred towards Trump. Most of you know who I'm talking about, and this is, of course, Rob Reiner. I mean, his obsession is really disturbing. I've never seen anyone obsessed over someone so much. I mean, in other circles, he would probably be described as a stalker in Hollywood. But, uh, you know, I guess if you're a Hollywood elitist, you know, it's all good. And then, you know, I mean, they still talk about it and people still wear this badge proudly that even before Trump was elected, Hillary Clinton described those who supported Trump as deplorables, which really set off a firestorm. But then, you know, everybody started labeling, labeling themselves as deplorables. I mean, there's even an article from 2019 that points out this type of behavior. You know, there'll be a link in the show notes. I mean, and it's only gotten worse since then. Why is this behavior going on? I mean, I would venture a guess that it has to do with the fact that an outsider came in and beat who everyone thought was unbeatable in the you know, presidential election between Trump and Hillary Clinton. It had to be the biggest political upset in history. I mean, look how he's been, look how he was treated all the way up into the election and during his term in office. Democrats did, they stopped at nothing to try and discredit him. They falsified stories. And then not to mention the impeachments where they actually tried to, you know, after that fact, they tried to remove Secret Service protection and other privileges that former presidents had just because he was who he was. But even still, two, two years later, you know, there's no outlook, outlook of uh, letting up. I mean, it, it's really ridiculous. Uh, again, they were just really upset that an outsider would come into their arena without holding any other political office and shellac the leading contender for the presidential election to hold the highest office in the country. Not to be, you know, not to mention, you know, he was wealthy to begin with, which, you know, in my opinion, made him less sustainable to accepting money for favors, which we all know happens in Washington. Also, the manner in which he speaks, it's the furthest thing from being politically correct. I mean, I think that's part of the reason he got voted in to begin with. He wasn't a politician and felt like that's what America needed. And I think Americans thought that was a fresh take, a nice something new. You know, maybe someday, hopefully soon, 
Democrats, liberals will move on as there's real issues that we really need to focus on. This blaming Trump for just about every problem we have is just absolutely ridiculous. And not to mention they've systematically been undoing everything that he has done, then redoing it essentially the same way and then taking credit. But then again, that's, I guess that's the political way these days. Um, Hopefully it'll end because honestly, you know, I'm, I'm sick of hearing about Donald Trump and what he's done and how bad he is. I mean, yeah, he could probably learn a little more political savvy and maybe tone down his rhetoric, you know, a little bit. But I mean, please move on for the love of God. All right. All right. This next topic, George Santos. Oh, my Lord. This guy is a piece of work. Should he resign? Who knows? You know, I guess that's for voters and uh, House and whoever to decide. Well, actually, I guess it's for George to decide himself. Uh, New Yorkers and politicians you know, are calling for this newly elected representative from New York's third district to resign for a myriad of reasons. I mean, again, he's really a piece of work. There's... Tons of stories out there, claims that have been proven untrue that he has spouted uh, before his election, uh, right, you know, in, in his campaign, running up to the election. Yeah, I'm going to name off some here. Uh, where he went to high school, uh, Horace Mann School. School never heard of him. Claims he received a degree in economics and finance from Bowerch, I, don't, I, don't, I know I'm not saying it right, college in 2010. College has no record of him ever attending. Uh, He claimed on a Brazilian podcast, I could never find the date when this was, but I'm guessing in the last few years, that he was targeted for assassination. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Also, he claimed he was mugged on Fifth Avenue in the summer of 2021, even though he couldn't provide a single police report to back his claim. Uh, let's see. He claims his mother was in the South Tower on 9-11 and then passed a few years later because she lost her battle to cancer. Of course, it came to light. Information was found that she was in Brazil on 9-11 and applied for a visa in 2003 in which she stated on that visa that she had not been in the U.S. since 1999. So it kind of shoots a hole in that 9-11 South Tower theory. Uh, Let's see. Then he claimed he lost four employees in the Pulse nightclub shootings in 2016. Of course, the New York Times found out his claims were false. Oh, let's see. Claims he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, but representatives for both companies told the New York Times they have no record of his employment. Uh, Claimed his maternal grandparents were Jewish Holocaust refugees who fled the Soviet Ukraine and German-occupied Belgium. Those were false. Both his maternal grandparents were born in Brazil. I, this guy is really out there. I mean, did he honestly think that no one was going to check his stories? I mean, think about it. Anyone who runs for office these days, they're going to dig every skeleton out of your closet. I mean, they're going to find, they are going to, if you 
said you sneezed this morning. They're going to try and find out if you actually sneezed that morning. I mean, and I guess one of my biggest things is why are the Republicans continuing to back him after all of this? You know, they keep claiming to take the moral high ground and have so much more integrity than Democrats, which honestly, I believe they do. But in this case, not so much. Or I I think maybe they were just so desperate to get a Republican in that seat that they're willing to overlook it. I understand wanting to strengthen your position in the House of Representatives because they're in charge by a slim margin. But at what cost? I mean, do you really want someone like this to represent your party? I certainly wouldn't. I mean... I mean, there's even more. I mean, the guy confessed in 2010 to committing check fraud. You know, in two, you know, the fraud was committed in 2008, confessed to it in 2010 to check fraud in Brazil. Jump forward to January 2020, after Santos launched his first campaign for Congress in you know November of 2019, he began working for Harbor City Capital a Florida-based alternative investments firm. Whatever the hell an alternative investment firm means. But he started working there. A year and a half later, the Securities and Exchange Commission filed a civil suit accusing the company of running a $17 million Ponzi scheme. I mean, dear Lord, it just keeps getting worse with this guy. Of course, Santos lost his 2020 election bid, And he refused to accept the results. He claimed that vote totals had been somehow manipulated. And he even started raising money and hiring staff for a recount, insisting that half the Democratic ballots should have been discarded. Why, I'm not sure of. Of course, this never even panned out. And then to carry on with that, it, it gets even weirder. I mean... He was bizarre enough to actually go to D.C. for freshman orientation for new members of Congress and refuse to leave, even though his opponent's, you know, victory was certified. (laughs) I mean, what is going through this guy's head? Uh, In 2022, Santos was interviewed by uh, Tulsi Gabbard on Fox News and asked about his purported, you know, his supposed Jewish heritage, which he responded my heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised as a practicing Catholic, and I understand everybody who wants to nitpick me. Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, in January 2023, you know, just last month, Nassau County Republican Party Chair uh, Joseph... Cairo, I'll say Cairo, I guess I should listen and actually pronounce these people's names correctly, said during a press conference that Santos falsely told him that he was a star player on his college volleyball team. You know, you remember the same college that uh, never heard of him. I mean, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He just keeps seeing that a duck can dodge and tell more lies and tell more lies to cover himself up. And make himself look like the biggest fool. Uh, 
in an email in late December 2022, after he won his uh, House seat, Santos offered a bus trip to Washington that included an opportunity to attend his swearing-in ceremony and a campaign-led tour of the Capitol grounds for a donation ranging from $100 to $500. Uh, did he not know that charging for Capitol tours is a violation of congressional ethics rules? I mean, he's got to get some better advisors, or did he even check with anybody to see if this was okay? Because, I mean, he's also claimed to hold a Master's of Business Administration from NYU and scored a 710 on the Graduate Management Admissions Test. You know, he claims he paid off his student loans by 2020. Okay, great. A prospective Harbor City investor recalled that Santos, you know, had turned down and offered to, you know, attend Harvard Business School. Yeah, okay. Uh, Gregory Parker, Santos's former roommate, lent Santos money in 2014 that still hasn't been repaid, even after a judgment was issued for him to repay that. But Mr. Parker also remembered that Santos claimed, you know, that he graduated NYU's business school, but he couldn't name what the business school's name was. I mean, it's obvious this guy has a lot of issues with telling the truth and who he actually is. I mean, I really think this guy is a mental case and needs to seek some serious help. I know some will say this is a typical D.C. politician and he just got caught. Well, again... You know, Republicans like to say they have more integrity than Democrats. Well, by continuing to support this guy, it kind of shoots some holes in that statement and or that, you know, way of thinking. I mean, there are some Republicans who have called for him to resign his position. Um, Recently, though, on Tuesday, uh, Representative Santos stepped down from his committee assignments amid the mess that he created And I'll read the quote. I want to personally thank Speaker McCarthy for meeting with me to discuss the matter and allowing me to take time to properly clear my name before returning to my committees. To my constituents, I remain committed to serving the district and delivering results for both New York's 3rd Congressional District and the American people. End quote. Uh, You know, honestly, and clear his name from what you know just admit what you did again this guy is a i'm sorry wackadoodle (laughs) judging by his behavior in my opinion i think he really should step down i think he should resign get his shit together you know seek help but you know just judging by the way this guy is i don't think any of that's going to happen. All right. That's all I got for today. Uh, that's plenty. Uh, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Getter, Instagram. You know, hit that follow button. I also have a blog where I like to vent as well. WTFpoliticspodcast.com. And as always, I encourage you to do your research on the issues and get involved. 
you know, the time for staying silent and just sitting back and taking it is over. Just make your voice heard. Have a great day and God bless America.